Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing X-Men First Class. After the failures of X-Men The Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine, the franchise had to basically give itself a soft reboot by restarting the series with a new cast in different time in the story of the X-Men. This movie follows a much younger X-Men, having none of the most popular members of the team like Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops, Gambit, Rogue, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, or even Colossus. This movie does have some well-known characters like Magneto, Professor X, Mystique, Emma Frost, and Beast. Now, this story takes place before Magneto and Professor X became rivals in their beliefs on how mutants and humans should treat each other. They are mostly friends through most of the movie, and it's part of the reason why this movie works so well. Most of the average going audience doesn't really know about the characters besides Wolverine. It's also proof that they didn't need to have Wolverine in the main cast of characters to make a successful X-Men movie. I also really enjoy how this movie uses a bunch of other X-Men characters that aren't well known, like Banshee, Azazel, Havoc, Darwin, and Riptide. The only thing I would change about the character in this movie is Darwin. Now, I don't really understand why they killed off Darwin. His whole mutant ability is that he can't die, and his body will adapt to anything. But somehow he gets killed anyway by energy. <clears throat> what? That's fucking dumb. However, I do enjoy most of the characterizations of the characters. I don't mind some of the changes of the canon. This will be like Mystique and Professor X growing up as siblings. The orange of Magneto being tweaked slightly to make him also, also have a reason to be involved with the story. Sebastian Shaw being the villain of the movie. And the man who and he was the man that killed Magneto's mother and tortured Eric for years to learn how rage and pain could be powerful drives for his control of metal or magnetism. Which leads to him spending his entire life after the war and being freed from the camps uh, hunting down Shaw so they can get his revenge. It's honestly my favorite part of the movie. Magneto is my favorite X-Men and this movie is almost a standalone film for the most part. Uh, this movie has some of my favorite scenes from any Marvel movie. The scene with Magneto tracking down Nazis in Argentina and getting information is one of the coldest scenes in any comic book movie. Uh, I, I mean, it's pretty easy for most people to like watching Nazis get what they deserve. Well, I mean, unless you're a Nazi, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm an evil scientist, but I'm an American evil scientist, so. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it works a lot. This, uh, this, is, this is then solidified by his eventual revenge on Shaw and getting attacked by the Russians and the American warships near the beach. And he tells Xavier that he is no longer going to live at the whim of men follow, of men just following orders. Uh, th this origin is of pain and hatred. And it's easy to understand how he turned into the man the X-Men later battled to save humans from his destruction. Um, it works really well. Uh, the other part of the story that I really enjoyed is the romance between him and Mystique. Showing genuine love towards each other and how different she looks. Uh, you know that the fact that she... You know, the fact that she's blue and has yellow eyes, it, it, make, it makes sense. Now, I myself would be interested in, but most are not. I uh, I don't care. I remember, <laughs> I remember being a kid, watching the X-Men movies, being like, damn, Mesquite's hot. Mystique's hot. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that didn't bother me. But, um, <laughs> he shows that she shouldn't have to hide who she truly is. And that she should live her life being proud of being a mutant. 
I honestly don't like the romance they try to do with Mystique and Beast. I don't know if it's because they are both blue that they wanted to do that, but they have nothing in common. So I didn't like it. They end the romance by having him tell her that she is more beautiful when she makes herself look normal. Which is what Beast is attempting to do in this movie. But it ends up fucking backfiring anyway on him. It turned him blue-blue. Uh, I will say I kind of like how they tie in Beast, uh, his original look. Because Beast, in the when he first appeared, he wasn't all big, blue, and hairy. He just looked kind of like an ape man. And that's kind of what they kind of do with him initially. Like, they have him have, like, gorilla feet and things like that. And then eventually the mutation advances when he tries to suppress the uh, the look of it. So, uh, yeah. I liked that a lot. I thought, was, I thought that was kind of cool of how they tied that in and, you know, try to make the comic book make a little more sense. Like I said earlier, this movie has a brand new cast. This stars James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Kevin Bacon, Nicholas Holt, Jennifer Lawrence, January Jones, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Rose Byrne, Lucas Till, C- Caleb Landry Jones, Eddie Gathology, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and Oliver Platt. I think the best performances of this movie are James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. They play Professor X and Magneto. If either of them were poor, then it would have really hampered the movie than some of the other characters like Angel or Banshee. Now, I do like the performances of Jennifer Lawrence and Nicholas Holt, but I do prefer the previous versions of the characters in the first three movies. I I, I still really I still prefer the, the Beast in X-Men Last Stand, and I very much still prefer Mystique from the first three movies. I just think she's cooler. I don't know. I just don't feel like Jennifer Lawrence pulls off that, like, femme fatale character. And I know that's not exactly what they're doing with her, but I, I prefer the femme fatale version of Mystique. So, yeah, I just do. Kevin Bacon does a decent job as the villain. I do like him as an actor, and he isn't that great of a villain. He isn't particularly interesting, but his ties to the main character make him better than just an average villain especially when he's what he inflicted on Magneto and his plan for the US and Russia to take themselves out with nukes isn't a bad plan I don't think it's a great plan but basically he's like no basically the nuclear energy will cause people to mutate and it'll cause the the mutants to be able to take over the world because they won't be able to adapt to the new environment and I'm like okay but like nukes also hurt humans so what uh, sorry also also hurt mutants so i don't know what i don't know what you mean by that but okay uh just he just wants to to rule the survivors um all right (laughs) it's just all right okay he's a villain it's whatever so yeah i really like this movie this is my favorite x-men movie um despite some of the things I talked about when I prefer previous versions, but, uh, yeah, I, I really like this movie. It gives a lot more attention to Magneto and Professor X, and I think it builds that relationship that did, so that's always talked about in the original three movies more, and I think they are great picks to play younger versions of those characters. So, yeah, and I think it's a really, I, I like I said, also to prove that you didn't need Wolverine to have a great X-Men movie. It's a good movie. So, overall, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's definitely the best X-Men movie. If you're looking for a good X-Men movie and you haven't watched any, this is the one I'd recommend. Um, so, yeah, 8 out of 10. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I have reviewed a bunch of other movies, so if you go check that out, that's highly appreciated. Also, that also means I did a bunch of the other X-Men movies. So, check that out. And I've reviewed all kinds of other things like TV shows, animes, and like I said, movies. So, go check this out. 
Also, you should drop a follow and wrap your stream through. That way, you get a notification when I post a review. Also, also, I stream on Twitch, dr underscore quacker66. Haven't been able to stream in a little bit, um, just been super busy. Uh, I'm either, you know, trying to watch things to review, or I'm, I'm really busy at work lately, um, working on writing a book, and then obviously writing scripts and things like that. So that's where I'm at. So I'm going to try and stream as often as I can. But if you want to get to know me more, you want to recommend me something to watch, you want to tell me you agree or disagree with the opinion of mine, that's where you can do it. So thank you. And I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend. Hello, people of the world. My name is Dr. Quackers, and I would like to talk to you about my newest sponsor, Dubby. They are an energy drink company that has great flavors, awesome shaker bottles, clothing, stickers, and other great products. They are a jitter and crash-free energy drink. They have 150 milligrams of caffeine and no sugar. They use high-quality coffee cherries in their ingredients. Their drinks are loaded with vitamins and nootropics that help cognitive performance. They use the natural and patented ingredient Neurofactor, which has been shown in studies to boost brain performance. Dubby ships all over the world, so wherever you are, you can get your hands on this great product. They have limited edition flavors and shaker bottles all the time, so make sure you check the website today. Remember to use the code Dr. Quackers, one word, capital D, at the checkout for 10% off your whole order. It helps grow the podcast and stream. The more you help me, the better offers I can help get for you. So thank you, and please check out the sponsor.